Welcome to Fallout Off the Record, brought to you by Quest Gaming Network. And sponsored in part by Galaxy News Radio. In Washington, D.C., 103.8 on your radio dial for weather, sports, news, and traffic. And now, on to our show. Well, welcome everyone to Fallout Off, <laughs> Fallout Off the Record, episode 39. Two men, two men enter, one man leaves. My tongue is twisted already. This is fun. So anyway, let's get our ads out of the way so we can get on to tonight's show. Uh, tonight, we are... Oh, man, did I rest this whole thing up, Shalene? It's okay, Rick. Just just take a breath. Take a breath. It all started, it all started yesterday when I had yeah. trouble saying the word episode, and now here we are. Anyway, uh, I'm your host, Rick McVick, and this is with us tonight, the lovely Shaleen. Hi. <laughs> so, <laughs> tonight we are sponsored by TweakedAudio.com, and if you are looking for headphones or earbuds to replace your broken or old or dirty ones from all of the trekking through the wasteland, head to TweakedAudio.com for all your headphone and earbud needs. If you enter our code off the record, which is all one word, at checkout, you receive 30% off and free shipping worldwide on your entire order. So head to TweakedAudio.com and use our code off the record, which is all one word. We are also sponsored by Audible.com. If you use our link, audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork and sign up for their free 30-day trial, you'll get a free audiobook of your choosing. And tonight, Shaleen recommends Blood of Elves by Anne. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> that was intentional. That was totally intentional. What's, what's the I name? don't know how to say it either. Okay. Uh, Andres. 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 Sapkowski. Uh, it's, it's one of the novels that inspired the, the Witcher games. So yeah, head to uh, audibletrial.com slash Network to get your free audiobook when you sign up for their free trial. You can also become a patron of our show by going to patreon.com slash Network. I've also been told that it's Patreon pronunciation, patreon.com. Patreon. Patreon, Patreon. When, you, when, it's, when it's time to say patron, you say patron. <laughs> well, I get yelled at no matter what I say. Anyway, uh, head to patreon.com slash network and sign up for one of our free rewards there. There's a lot of different things there. And it also helps keep the lights on here at Quest Gaming Manor. Uh, also, non-financially, just share us on your social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Um, that really helps us out a lot. And we really like interacting with you guys send us emails and that sort of thing tonight we have news as always we also have new dlc that dropped this week wasteland workshop we have our gameplay stories lore weapon of the week and emails so oof, without further ado i'm gonna let Shalene speak for a while and here okay. we go if you like news you're gonna love our next segment what happened in the world of fallout this week Shalene? Well, before we start with the news, I would just like to take a second and say welcome to our new people in the chat room. Yeah. So we have several several first-time people in our chat room, and uh, welcome. Glad you could join us. <laughs> yes, I saw a few new uh, few new faces in there, and yeah, so welcome all. Okay, so on with the news. The news. So do you remember what we talked about earlier that Joel Burgess and Nate Perkypile of Bethesda would be doing a talk at GDC? How could we forget a name like that? That talk is now available online. I uh, retweeted it in our Twitter feed, so you can actually find a link in our Twitter feed if you would like to see that that GDC talk. I haven't watched it yet, but I intend to. <laughs> I haven't either. 
Our next piece uh, came from GameSpot. Earlier this week, Bethesda expanded the closed beta for the creation kit. The requirements were pretty simple. You have to apply for the DLC beta because the DLC beta includes the non-disclosure agreement. And then you have to reply yes to the forum post where they announced that they were expanding the closed beta. But if you didn't already apply, it's, it's too late. They locked the thread down after about a thousand yes replies. And as of today, a release date for the creation kit has not yet been announced, but the expansion of the beta is a pretty encouraging sign. I think that means they're getting it closer to ready. So Awesome. Cool. I'm excited to see what comes from this. Indeed. So, um, do you remember talking about Mini a True Nerd on the show before? I'm sorry. Kind of, kind of fell off there. What? Do you do you remember talking about Mini a True Nerd on the show before? Yes, yes, I've heard He's that. The guy who does the YOLO runs of yeah. uh, how can we forget? Games. And uh, he has completed his Fallout Three YOLO run, complete with DLC, which means that he completed Fallout Three without ever healing, with <laughs> just a single health bar. That's insane. And he finished the game with ninety three out of five hundred and sixty hit points left. So that's very cool. That is terrifying. Congratulations to him. We've had several of our listeners actually suggest that we approach him to come on the show, so we oh, have yeah. to shoot him an email. Yes, we will. You're the talent behind getting all of our guests, so... I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> our next piece came from Game Informer. Uh, Leonard Boyarski has left Blizzard to join Oblivion. Do you know who that is? Nope. <laughs> He worked at Interplay once upon a time, where he was the art director for Fallout. So he is responsible for a lot of the tone of the franchise. Ooh, and he's back yeah, at Obsidian? Very, very important to the tone of Fallout. And he is at Obsidian, where there are also several other former Fallout devs. And Obsidian oh. was also, of course, the developer for Fallout New Vegas. So right. that was pretty interesting, I thought. Yeah, that would be really cool to see what they do. With mm-hmm. that, if they get to do another Fallout, I um, another Fallout game. Yeah, we'll see. I'd, I'd be surprised if they did, but I would love it if they did. Yeah, with all that, with that Fallout army or whatever you want to call it behind them. Yeah, they have got a lot of, of Fallout pedigree at that studio. Pedigree, that's a better word. <laughs> so our next item is not necessarily news, but it was something that I really liked. It was very cool, or and of course, it came from Kotaku. Kotaku. <laughs> yeah. YouTuber Fudge Muppet released a ton of death claws on Spectacle Island, creating his own little Jurassic Park. <laughs> and it turns out that the death claws add 10 defense to your settlement. Just 10? So, yeah, hmm. each death claw adds 10. A guard dog adds like five. So I'm wow. surprised that the death claw only adds 10. Yeah, that's what I, that's, that was, I was surprised. I wonder, so if he did this to a YouTube video, I guess obviously it would be really cool if he had the, Jurassic Park theme playing <laughs> over this montage of death claws running on a spectacle. It's a pretty great video, and uh, I, I don't think you'll have too many nosy neighbors giving you trouble with <laughs> no. a, an island full of death claws. It made me want to have some some guardian death claws at my settlements. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you want that? Oh yeah, so cool. Made me really happy. <laughs> Next news item came from The Verge. Um, the Chrysler's Rocket 69 is now available <laughs> as a playable vehicle in Forza 6. That's awesome. <laughs> it's not available for purchase, but codes are being sent to anyone who played either Forza or Fallout 4 while signed into Xbox Live. 
And according to Bethesda, due to the high volume of codes being sent, it could take up to seven days for your code to show up. So I will probably be getting a code as I have played Fallout 4. I do not, however, play Forza, so maybe somebody else will be interested in that code. And I will give it away. Oh, cool. <laughs> There's something. I, don't um, know. I, I never played Forza, really, so I don't get the code. Besides, I'm on PC. Me either. It doesn't even matter. Me either. <laughs> so earlier in the week on Twitter, one of our listeners tweeted at us. So I, I should have written down the Twitter handle. I apologize. <laughs> she was speculating on the possibility of a season two of Fallout 4 DLC. And that's also something I think that we mentioned on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that listener tagged Bethesda in the tweet. And Bethesda replied. So I, th- I thought I'd share that reply. They said that the current season pass includes all future DLC that will be released for Fallout 4 forever. So Nice. So that settles any sort of having to rebuy more DLC after getting mm-hmm. the season pass the first time. No more speculation. No. If you are a season pass holder, you'll get all of the official content. And you heard it here, straight from the Brahmin's mouth. Indeed. So, scoop. <laughs> scoop. <laughs> I was looking on the Bethesda store earlier, and I just wanted to comment that there are some new Fallout 4 t-shirt designs, and they are really rad. There was in Astoundingly Awesome Tales, the, the <laughs> magazine cover with the alien... That'd be and there was a Swatters T-shirt with the baseball bat with the uh, like the nails in it, <laughs> and then a Red Menace T-shirt with the little old school design oh, that's game cool. design. Very cool. This last piece of news broke this morning on Kotaku. There is a new speedrun record for Fallout New Vegas. Kung Cobra got it with 19 minutes and 52 seconds. Oh my gosh. He uses several techniques that we've seen before. We've reported on several several different speedrun on on the show before. And he uses several of the techniques we're familiar with, like breaking his own legs to gain speed through a glitch and playing the game in Italian because it takes the Italian voice actors less time to get through the dialogue. <laughs> but new to this run was a technique that he called the McCarran Skip that gets you to the strip faster. I watched this and it was really cool. He used a rifle to do this trick jump and uh, then he rode the McCarran monorail to the strip. It was very cool. <laughs> do, you, do you know offhand what the, uh, the old speed record was? It was uh, like 21 minutes or something. Oh my God. I didn't have that written down. Man, he the guy who did it was uh, Swags the dog. He shaved a whole bunch of time off that. Holy mm-hmm. crap. That's yeah. insane. <laughs> Very cool. So, all right. Is that our news? That's the news that for the this news. week. Awesome. We're going to move right on into the kind of the meat of the program here. The reason we're all here every week is to learn about new things about Fallout. And this week is something surprisingly new to most of us if we haven't played it or not, is the new DLC, the Wasteland Workshop. And Shaleen was one of the privileged few and uh, I'm going to let her tell you all about this new DLC. So why don't you take it away and let us know what happened two weeks ago, actually. Right. I was one of the lucky ducks who got a beta invite for this one. And uh, I just have um, written down a lot of the different things that you can find. The DLC is basically just additional workshop options, like more toolbox. There's not a quest line or anything, not even a, a tutorial quest, which I found kind of surprising. I thought there would at least be... a some kind of an introduction to it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was just kind of like, 
you just start the game up and nothing changed until you went and looked. Exactly. They did put a little uh, plus sign at least near the the different menu options so that we could know what's new. Yeah, I was very happy they did that. Otherwise, I would have been like, like, did I see this before? I think this was here. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was. <laughs> there are very few perk gated options, so that's good. Most of it's available right away. Uh, there are some new tools and and some things you can do. Um, it costs five dollars in uh, in American money. <laughs> it is. I don't know how much it is overseas. <laughs> it is, of course, included in the season pass. What were you going to say, Rick? Nothing. I'm laughing at the chat room as usual. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm just agreeing with you. Yes, it's it's yeah. Good it's deal. Tons of new tools and things to do. So it's really. So what is included? Concrete structures is one of the bigger deals. There are powered doors, which I really like the powered doors. I like putting them with a pressure plate, and then you walk through the pressure plate and the door opens, just walk inside. (laughs) That is such a good idea. (laughs) And I guess the reason why I like that is because I would always set that up in Minecraft, (laughs) the powered doors with the pressure plate. Nice. There are two different bus types and a trailer that you can put on your settlement. I like the buses. I have a couple of buses at my settlement now. I really like them. (laughs) There are some different fire options. Campfire, candles, fire barrel, lantern, lamp post, wall sconce. There are some little cat bowls that you can put down. And then if you catch a cat, then they come and they like eat out of the cat bowl. It's really cute. We had to mention cats. Well, I like the cats, Rick. They're adorable. Me too. I do wish we could have some more variety in the cats because they're all like little gray cats. Why can't we have like a yellow tabby cat or a Siamese cat? Maybe it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's like a quasi-alf thing where the mutants like ate everything other than like typical gray cats. I don't know. There's varieties in the in the dogs, but not the cats. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> There are some taxidermy options for, for mounting things on your wall. Bloatfly, blood bug, cats, deathclaw, dog. I'm scared to even say I cats know. because everybody's going to give you a hard time about it. The one time. The one time I killed a cat. Yeah. <laughs> With a name. I think if it was a nameless like stray cat, nobody would have had that big of a deal. It would have been like a no, fleeting I issue. No, they still would have. They still would have. <laughs> Because cats. The internet loves cats. I know. I should have realized. You can taxidermy a, like a gorilla head, a synth gorilla head, mm-hmm. um, a Alert queen claw. There are some cool options. That's awesome. The feral ghoul one kind of creeps me out. <laughs> that, that used to be a human being. <laughs> or like, <laughs> I, I know like if you have it in the dark and you forget you put it there and like the lights are off and you walk into the room and there's like this weird thing human figure it's a ghoul Mm -hmm. um i gotta say i didn't have this many options when i was looking really yeah i didn't have a cat anywhere i specifically looked for the cat because i figured someone would say something so i wanted to see if there was one there i didn't have you didn't have any cat meat in your inventory or was just the option wasn't there at all yeah i didn't see the option i had like uh half of half of the what's on the list here i don't i didn't see a gorilla um maybe i just wasn't looking in the the gorilla i think is only available if you uh finished the game and uh and sent the evacuation signal in the institute oh okay gotcha i think gotcha so maybe that's why Mm -hmm. 
There's lettering that has been added to the game. There are pre-done signs that say things like ammo, chems, uh, weapons, I think. And there's also individual letters, so you can spell out whatever you like. Um, Awesome. Yeah, there's a fusion generator. This is the thing that you were speculating last week might be a fusion core recharger. Yeah. It was, in fact, a fusion generator, and it provides 100 power. That's pretty intense. Oh, yeah. Very cool. It does cost a lot of mats to uh, make it happen, though, but... It's pretty awesome. I actually, I don't pay attention to how much things cost to make because, uh, you know, I've been doing this on my Xbox character that's got lots of stuff. Gotcha. So I, I just, I've never paid attention unless I, I want to build something and I don't have enough stuff. Then I'll <laughs> think, okay, I need to go find some more ballistic weave stuff. And <laughs> I just default to like, where can I go to buy this stuff? Because I don't feel like <laughs> running around to find it. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> And the fusion generator provides 100 power. It does require science 4, science rank 4 to build. So, yeah, there is a cost to that. There are tons of new lighting options, including a cage wall light, some street lights, traffic lights, table and wall lamps, string lights. A lot of our uh, listeners were really excited about the string lights. As I am, too. Fluorescent lights and many other types of lights. They're just... So many types of lights. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I we, we, I love the lighting system in this game. I like adding lights to especially like to darken up the areas because it is kind of a in in your own little settlements it can get pretty dark. So I like all the options. It's fun, yeah. but at the same time, trying to put these things together. Oh, did you notice one thing that they fixed uh, to let you know if something is getting power or not? Did you notice this? Mm-mm. They'll actually highlight white. Um, oh, that's great. The panels that's that have great. power to them. So you're not like, why Why is this thing that I have the thing directly hooked up to not not working? Why is the light not working? It'll actually show you, hi- you know, highlight the panel that is getting power. I had a lot of trouble figuring out the power at first. And, uh, yeah, a lot of trouble. So that would be very helpful. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely is, is annoying at first. I think they've been improving it, though. Yeah, I think so, too. They've added some small light boxes uh, that are about half the size of the normal light boxes. And there is a cycling light that you can connect to a terminal for additional functionality. I don't know what that means because I, I haven't built one yet. I should should have done that. I'll do that after the show. <laughs> we'll see what the options are. I don't know if it's what you can really do with that. I haven't even played, any, I haven't played with any of the programming functionality in these things mm-hmm. at all. There are Nixie tube lighting. Uh, There's a decontamination arch. And that is a thing that you build that removes your radiation. It's like a little shower. Just walk through it. Removes your radiation. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. It seems kind of OP to me. Like I already, I have so much Rataway and Radex. And now I can just, I don't even need to use it. With the survival, I think it would... uh... Mm -hmm. I think it would be beneficial because when you take Rat away in survival mode, it makes you thirsty and I yeah, think it's susceptible. Yeah, lowers your to, immune system too. Yeah, I don't know if the decontamination arch does that because I have not been able to build it at, yeah. at this point in time. Well, it's pretty cool and I've, I've been using it at my settlement and it's nice to not have that constant radiation because I, I 
tend to not heal my radiation <laughs> until it's filling like three quarters of my health. Oh my back. gosh. <laughs> so it is nice not to always have a red health bar. Holy crap. They've added neon lights, neon lettering, uh, exactly to be specific, in white, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple, and also neon open signs. Yes, they blink. <laughs> they do blink. I enjoy it. They are fun. There's traps, a trap door, spring traps, a saw blade trap, a spike trap. I haven't experimented with those much either. Man, trap door and a death claw cage. Thunk. Oh, <laughs> that's great. We could build like like a pit of death claws <laughs> and then a trap door and just like drop <laughs> A, Marcy Long in there. <laughs> a pit of cats. Oh, a pit of cats. <laughs> that sounds like a like a good trap, not a bad trap. So you fall in a pit of cats and you're just surrounded by cats. Unless you were allergic to cats, in which case it's a bad <laughs> trap. That would be terrible. <laughs> there are um, – there's a – Powered water pump, which uh, does 10 water instead of the three, I believe, that the normal water pump does. Mm. And uh, it's it can just be put in the ground. It doesn't have to be put in an existing water source like oh. the purifier. Well, There's a garden plot, which is something that I think is very cool. So you can take your farm vertical. It's just a, a little, oh, yeah, yeah, little yeah, flower yeah. box, basically. So you oh. just build a, a floor and then you can put... The little, awesome. little garden plot on top of it. No. I have a couple on the roof at the uh, the little uh, little overhang at the drive-in, and I'm growing corn up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Get a lot of rain and sunshine on that thing. Yes, it's delightful. <laughs> there are cages in small, medium, and large. You can catch pretty much every creature type, including people, like the gunners and raiders. The, and uh, the bait is amazing. Oh, I love it. <laughs> just leave a little little vial of jet. Uh-huh. <laughs> like just some like the raider has to be that stupid. <laughs> For the gunners, it's five hundred caps. It's like Very. James Woods, like, ooh, a cap. Mm -hmm. Ooh, a cap. Ooh, exactly. A cap. <laughs> And uh, the cages require all kinds of different baits, and uh, they have to be repaired and, and rebaited after each use. So uh, you can't just build one trap and it's good forever, which is kind of a problem for me because I actually – I cook a lot, not in real life. I don't cook in real life. I eat a lot of sandwiches in real life. But in Fallout, I cook a ton. I'm, I'm a gourmand. And uh, all of my meat has been cooked into edible edible uh. form. So I can't use it to bait the stupid traps. So I've had to do a lot of hunting. It's been terrible. There are red and blue team arena markers that uh, let you pet, pit your settlers against one another. And there is a beta wave emitter. That tames your creatures, not the humans or the humanoids. And that one requires rank one of Animal Friend and Wasteland Whisperer to be able to build it. But it is very cool. That's how you manage to get a bunch of tame Deathclaws. Nice. So, Do you have to yeah. tame them to fight them? I think they will fight um, without being tamed. 
But if you want them just roaming your settlement, you know, as a <laughs> yeah, guard death let clause, them out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's You'll funny. need to have a beta wave emitter turned on. Okay, gotcha. Is that a, um, I was going to say, ahead. is that harken back to the Fallout 3? Wasn't that what the their, the death claws? I can't remember if they... Oh, yeah, the, uh, the death claw... The head thing. The head control thingy. I think that was a beta wave thing. I thought so. I couldn't remember. It's been a while since I've looked at that. There's also a quitting time siren that signals your dwellers to relax. <laughs> so basically you turn that on and they quit doing their jobs. And they'll come and sit around your arena and, and chill out. That's pretty cool. <laughs> a quitting time. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So what like what are your thoughts on it? Because you had it before most of us did. Well, there's some good stuff in there, but I'm not really super excited about it. Not at all. I almost feel like this should have been a free update and we could have paid for survival mode as DLC. Hmm. But I'm way more excited about survival mode <laughs> than I am about the Wasteland Workshop. Yeah. I had fun playing with the stuff, but I don't know how long I will continue to play with the stuff. Because the building, it's not something that I've been very into um, in general uh, in the game so far. Like the first week, I think, I just built stuff at Sanctuary the whole time. But since then, I just haven't haven't cared much about building up settlements. It's just been something that I have to do because my settlers are, are, are sad. Or <laughs> I want to stop getting attacked, so I'm going to build some more defenses and... It's. I feel obliged to build. I don't really feel necessarily the joy of, of building. If you are someone who feels the joy of building, then, oh boy, get this DLC right now. You're going to love it. Please tell me that was a joy of painting reference. No, it wasn't. Oh, man, because we like put a, little, put a little happy lamp right over here. A little happy, a little <laughs> a little happy, happy lamp. A little happy. little happy, pleasant death claw right over there. You made a mistake. <laughs> Now it's the lamp. <laughs> there are no mistakes. <laughs> there are only lamps. I don't know. Personally, if this was not included in the season pass, I'm not sure that I would buy it. Huh. Um, well, actually, I would. But I would only buy it because there would be a hole in my achievements if I, if I didn't buy it. Are there so, achievements with this? There are three achievements with it. I will ah. talk about those later in my gameplay. Okay. There are three achievements. Okay. I, uh, I'm, I don't know, and I feel like I'm not interested in this because it's a toolbox. But survival mode is also a toolbox, and uh, I'm very interested in survival mode. So I don't know. The radiation arch seems kind of OP. I talked about that before, and the arena fights—they're kind of buggy. It's hard to get the right people to fight, you know. Oh, okay. And. You have to put a door between red team and blue team, like a powered door, or else they, as they, as soon as they see each other, they'll attack, and they won't wait for you to finish setting things up. And uh, <laughs> they, uh, it's it's a pain, and to get the settlers to sit down is a pain. And then once you have like your trapped creatures, I had a mutant hound in there and a dog trap, and I was gonna let out the mutant hound and the dog, and they could fight. And uh, I let him out, and then the dog comes out, and it's like a nice dog. It's not like a feral dog. <laughs> it's like a nice dog, and I was like, no. <laughs> and the mutant hound comes out, 
and my turrets all start shooting at the mutant hound. My settlers in the stands all stand up and start shooting at the mutant <laughs> hound. And then I started a, another fight, and I had some rocket turrets. And I know that Michael at Fallout Feed had the same problem. His rocket turrets were shooting into his arena because <laughs> he would let the his creatures out, and the rocket turrets would, would immediately start bombarding the arena. <laughs> so it is a little buggy, but it's kind of a funny type of buggy. So That's there's awesome. there's that. What are your thoughts? Uh, I actually played with it a little bit, and I only started really doing it in survival mode. And the problem with that is that materials are very, very rare, or at least they're more expensive. I haven't quite A-B'd survival versus non-survival to see how expensive things are. But it definitely feels like I run out of materials a lot faster than I used to. Um, so I only built a small arena. I put a power door on either side and the platform outside of that door. And I don't quite understand like how I'm supposed to coordinate the battles, but I'm not really fully set up to do them anyway. And uh, so I haven't really tried yet. I do mm-hmm. like the fact that there's a lot of lighting options. Uh, just, again, lighting. Don't know why. Just a fan of it. So like I started messing with my Starlight uh, drive in to make that kind of my central hub kind of thing. So I, I actually am looking forward to making a trailer park. Actually, just got this idea just to put a bunch of trailers <laughs> in one area, um, or even making like a barricade out of buses would be fun. So yeah, I, I built a bus wall. Yeah, so that would be that would be fun to do. And, and I just really have been running out of materials, so it's not really been my uh main prerogative at this point i would like to say that it would be if anyone from bethesda is listening which i know you are um making bullets would be so nice especially in survival mode it would be so nice to just be able to make a 44 caliber bullet <laughs> so and actually um the reason that i say that we're gonna go ahead and get into our gameplay for the week So, um, I'm going to get back onto why I need to make bullets in a second. But before that, I actually started fixing up my settlements uh, the last time I started playing. So, the airport, I wanted to make my main base. And I'll get into why later. But I wanted to make that my home base. You know, it's where Mama Murphy, everyone kind of stays. It's where, you know, my shops are set. It's just my home base kind of thing. So, I started building uh, defenses and building walls to cover the gaps in some of the airport walls. And then I pulled up the store list, and I don't – I think it's pretty store. We we can't really make stores there. You also can't make um, – what else can't you make there? You can't do food resources. I have not checked if you can make food with a garden plot there yet or not, but I know you couldn't use them in general. There were a few other things that you just couldn't do, and it was kind of a bummer. Um, that kind of deterred me from making it my home base. So I decided to make it my – robot building army plant thing. So I'm going to put my robot thing there and I'm just going to build a bunch of robots right there. Um, Starlight is going to be my trading hub. It's just got the most room. It seems to be the biggest settlement that you can really build with. I've put a lot of stuff there already and I'm not even halfway full. Uh, Whereas the airport, I just put one building and it's pretty much full already. Excuse me. So I'm going to be building stores there. Um, I started to build an arena, which I don't know if that was put into the challenge uh, photos or not, but um, I built, it was. Okay, so you'll see it there. I built this small arena. I put some lights around to start uh, working with thing, and all of a sudden I'm out of materials. So I kind of left it there. Uh, I just got the local leader perk to build 
um, shops, but I have no money, which I'll get into why later. So anyway, that's kind of what Starlight is. Sanctuary is going to be my personal home, and that's where uh, I guess Preston Garvey and all those guys are going to stay for the most part. The problem is Mama – well, actually, I tried to get them away. I tried to send you know, Sturgis and – Marcy Long and those people, I tried to send them away down to the Brotherhood of Steel Airport, but Mama Murphy won't go away. You can't tell her to go anywhere. So I'm thinking of like sending everyone away and just giving her a whole bunch of drugs until she ODs and just throwing her body in. That's awful, Rick. She won't go away. That's horrible. (laughs) You're going to OD Mama Murphy and throw her body in the river? (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, But she... (laughs) You're not kidding. No, she just won't go away, and I don't know why. I uh, wish she had the option to move, like to move settlements or something. But I guess I have to make her special chair and a few turrets to like sit around her because I'm usually not at sanctuary anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, so since my mechanic fellow is uh, <laughs> the chat room's just lighting up now, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, since my character is like a power armor mechanic, I decided to make him go Brotherhood of Steel. Just straight army Brotherhood of Steel. He wears the uniform and wears, you know, any piece of armor is the Brotherhood of Steel armor. So that's what he's doing. And I'm still trekking it solo. I didn't want to have any companions with me. Um, I just kind of wanted him to, you know, since he spent a lot of time in the, you know, in the shop area and stuff, fixing power armor, he just kind of stayed with himself and that kind of carried over into this. So I'm going solo and running with the, uh, what is it? The Lone Wanderer perk tree, I think is what I'm doing. Um, focusing on. So I wanted to do a mission to get some XP and that sort of thing. And uh, I decided to start up the Lost Patrol mission. And Wilson Estates was discovered over a flyby when I was flying on Invertebrate somewhere. And it was closest to my waypoint. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go there first. Um, I hadn't actually been there on foot, just flew over it. So I... Packed up uh, five power cores, um, packed up 2,000 rounds of 5-millimeter five millimeter, five millimeter ammo, and what was it, 88 rounds of 44 caliber ammo, and I just took a minigun and Kellogg's pistol, and also I had my vertebrate grenade, uh, signal grenade. So, like, I just had that kind of kit, and it wasn't too, too much. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I picked, you know, to fly to Wilson Estates, and I was flying there, and <laughs> I didn't remember what... Wilson Estates was until I started getting close. I think it's Wilson Estates, but anyway, I started getting closer and I saw the layout and I realized that this is a super mutant stronghold and uh, this isn't going to be yeah. good because I don't know where the vertebrate is going to land, uh, where the vertebrate is going to land me. So it's like, this is, I'm going to land under fire. I should open up with a minigun as soon as I can. So my screen starts fading a little bit from getting shot at. I land, get out. Um, I also should mention I'm in Brotherhood of Steel T, uh, T-60D power armor at this point. Um, so I hop out and I start firing at these super mutants and the super mutant um, hound that's there. And I – let's see here. Yeah, I took out – let's see, a super mutant brute, two super mutants, a behemoth uh, – not a behemoth. Um, I forget what else was there. But like five or six super mutants and a hound or two. And I had used 1,100 rounds of 5-millimeter five, five ammo and 30-plus rounds of the 44, clearing that little landing zone there. And then I realized I was on the outside of the compound and not even in the main compound area. So 
I snuck in and I saw – that's when I noticed like a few other super mutants and Hammer. For those of you that haven't been to Wilson Estates, Hammer is kind of like the boss there. He's got the skull next to him. So I'm like, great. I don't have a lot of powerful weaponry on me. I packed light. Um, I you know, just used some food and Stimpax healing up from that last battle. This is going to be a lot of fun. And about that time, uh, Vertibird came around and opened up on those super mutants, landed – dropped off the two uh, knights that it was carrying and promptly blew up, <laughs> as they do. And the two knights actually took out most of the super mutants. They killed Hammer, which was nice. I kind of snuck on the uh, on their flank and took out a bunch of the super mutants uh, that the knights were fighting. So we cleared Wilson Estates together, which was pretty cool. Like, just them randomly showing up and, and giving me a hand. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty nice. So I mopped up the, the area, and I trekked off to the first signal found it and that led me to the national guard post so when i got there i cleared the exterior of ghouls and uh, turrets entered the building and cleared that out as well found the second signal but i couldn't lock pick anything because again he's a mechanic not a thief so i haven't really focused on lock pick at this point which has been sucky um with hacking and lock picking it just really sucks not putting all my you know putting any any perks there so I left and went for the uh, satellite array where the next signal was telling me to go. So when I started getting up to the satellite array, I was checking my ammo and I had like a couple hundred rounds left for the minigun and a few rounds, you know, like I think uh, 40 or so rounds for the uh, F- Kellogg's pistol. And about that time, a Mr. Gutsy opened up on the super mutants that were all there. So I could hear all this fighting going on. So I stood off in the distance and I had happened to pick up a charging uh, laser sniper rifle. So I just picked at the sniper, uh, the super mutants with that until the Mr. Gutsy finished off most of them and got aware of my presence, which was a bad thing because those things fire very, very fast. It turned around, came at me, started firing at me. I switched out to my minigun, opened up on this thing. It didn't let up until, you know, its health went to zero and it exploded, at which I noticed my uh, five millimeter minigun just going click, click, click. Oh, no. And my heart be going thump, 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 thump. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm out of ammo. And then I look at my health bar and I'm like, holy crap, I've got about 10 health left. So if I wouldn't have killed that Mr. Gutsy right then, I would have been out of ammo and not been able to switch weapons when it killed me. So I hunk, I, I bunkered down behind this little ledge as I retreated and I stimpacked up. And when I healed up, I got up and entered the satellite array. So I entered the compound and I started fighting the mutants that were left there when another vertebird happened to just randomly show up and it came in and it started fighting the super mutants with the two uh, guns on the front of the thing. It hovered, landed, dropped off the uh, two Brotherhood of Steel Knights that were there and then it promptly blew up again. So (laughs) the second vertebird, they must lose a lot of vertebrates because they always blow up whenever they drop the knights off yeah i don't know how they have so many vertebrates <laughs> and so many bad pilots mm-hmm. it's like just anyone who can like kind of fly they just let them fly but uh yeah so this thing blew up um all over the satellite array the knights distracted the mutants long enough for me to get behind the mutants and actually there was a overlord or something there it was one of the higher higher super mutants um, that I was able to help the knights finish off. The knights had lost one. So there's only one knight left walking around. I looted the place, got the signal uh, from the scribe that was on the, one of the t- satellites there. And uh, about that time I looked at my ammo and I was like, man, I, I don't have much ammo. I have no food left. I've got like three or four bottles of water. I have a few stim packs, but that doesn't help you when you're fatigued or thirsty or hungry rather. And, 
you know, I checked out my ammo. I've got some miscellaneous rounds for some miscellaneous guns I picked up, but nothing special. So I was thinking about it. I was like, man, I, I guess I got to, you know, head back to base and rearm and regroup because there's no way I can continue up to the northern bunker because that's a long trek. I had nothing in the area to fly to. So I walked towards the coast and, you know, there's the beach there. There's a couple of houses, there's a warehouse. If anyone knows that satellite array, I can't think of what the name of it is off the top of my head, but it's got the four satellite, um, you know, it's the four satellite uh, arrays near the uh, coast. So I popped a vertebrate uh, signal right in the street there near those, uh, you know, east of the array, right near the beach. And about that time, I noticed as the smoke was coming up, I saw my vertebrate coming off in the distance, you know, from the uh, ocean. So it was coming at me, you know, from the east. I see this iBot start rounding the corner of this, like, warehouse that I'm standing in front of. Actually, it's more like a shed or whatever. And it's a yellow iBot from the Mechanist. And I was like, oh, okay, it's just mm. one. That's fine. So I pull up my uh, pistol and shoot it twice. And it retreats. And then it comes back around the corner. But then another iBot comes around the corner. And then an Assaultron comes around oh, the corner. No. And then a swarm bot comes from the other, you know, because it was a little building in front of me, comes mm-hmm. from around the other side. So I'm getting I'm getting this pincer move done on me from both sides. So I start fighting a little bit. And as the Assaultron gets up near me, I, I, I shoot it, run past it. And then I realize that my vertebrate is shooting at something off to my right. So I look down, you know, at the beach, at the row homes there, and I see that there's raiders to my right and one's in power armor and they're shooting at my vertebrates. So I'm like, well, this is just a, a fluster cluck of a situation here. <laughs> so I turn around to shoot back at the uh, robots that are now, you know, realize that I ran past them and shooting at me. So when I turn around, not only do I see the robots, but I see the raiders, the rust, I forget what they're called, but the rust devils, that's it. The rust devils with the robots <laughs> that I just ran past. So I've got ocean behind me. I've got buildings to the right of me. I've got rust devils and mechanist type robots in front of me. And then I have raiders to the left of me. I've got like no ammo, nothing of value, no grenades, nothing. And I'm just like, this is insane. So I went to check on my vertebrate and I turned around and look and I saw it was landing behind this little shack. I was like, yes, perfect. Run over to the vertebrate, get inside. <laughs> the raiders are now firing rockets at my vertebrate. Oh, no. <laughs> and my minigun happens to be facing the opposite direction of everything. <laughs> and I'm getting hit and watching my health go down and stim packing. And we take off and I, you know, I pick the airport as the destination. We take off and fly away and I'm safe. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is insane. So I land at the, uh, I land at the airport safe and sound you know, to regroup and rearm. And that's where I left it. So here's the thing. I know I've talked about this before, but this kind of reiterates it. I wish we had more control over the vertebrates, especially when it comes to survival. That's the only way to travel quickly. Otherwise you're walking everywhere. I don't know of any other ways to fast travel uh, without actually fast traveling. So it'd be really cool if we could like switch sides, like switch doors. Um, it'd be really cool if we could like stop or hover the vertebrate. Or tell it like tell it to change altitudes in some some way. Uh, just like it sucked. Everything was to the you know behind me in this vertebrate, and I, if I could just switch doors, I could have lit up with the minigun. You know what I mean, and had some fun with it. But it was just you know like, yeah, great. I got to face away as they shoot me in the back. But yeah, so that's my little gripe. I wish we had more control over that vertebrate. But that was my story in a nutshell. Just a crazy. Attempted a rescue mission that ended in less supplies than I had when I started and a lot of shooting. What did you do this week? 
Um, well, I didn't play Fallout. <laughs> That's what you were wondering. But I did have, of course, beta access to this DLC. So I had a bunch of stuff I did last week that I was not able to talk about. Uh, so now I can. So that's good. Nice. I decided to build my Thunderdome at the Starlight Drive-In. I thought that would be a pretty good place to go. So I walked down there, and that settlement has a whole bunch of settlers there, which is part of why I chose it. There's like 25 people there. And I thought, yeah, this would be good. You know, I'll have a bunch of people to sit in the stands, and I can make them fight and whatever. And there's a lot of space there. And it has one happiness. And I'm like, oh, oh man, gosh. one. That's terrible. These poor people. And uh, I realized I haven't done anything. I just went there and built a beacon. <laughs> and I didn't do anything to improve the place. Not one thing. So the only bed they have is the one with the skeleton in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, nobody can remove the skeleton, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> they just take turns sleeping with a skeleton. <laughs> so I started out like, okay, I'm gonna try and make them a little bit happier. So I just I thought they need beds and they need the beds to be under a roof, and I don't want to build a big house, so I'm just gonna put them all in this little you know concession stand area here. And I thought the beds well they won't really fit this many beds. So you know what I did? I built a bunch of sleeping bags and just put them all, like, you can kind of clip them into each other. <laughs> so the whole floor is just solid sleeping bags. <laughs> yeah. Solid sleeping bags down there. And they all just sleep in a pile, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and I put a purifier in that puddle in the middle of Starlight Drive-In. In the middle of the parking lot, there's a little puddle. Mm -hmm. Put a water purifier in there. Yep. And somehow that puddle has endless water. Yes. <laughs> it provides 40 water for my settlement, that we'll, little puddle. We'll just say they hit like a water main. You know? Yeah, because video games. I don't know. And I set up a few turrets and uh, this really hideous power grid. I built one of those fusion core generators and set up some of the uh, the power poles and and ran some power all around the area. And it's it's so ugly. I'm so bad at, at building things in this game. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> and uh, I cleaned up the area. I went ahead and scrapped all the cars and all the broken things. <laughs> and I put my Thunderdome up by the screen and I put some neon lighting on the screen in purple. It says, Shaleen's Thunderdome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> And uh, the arena is one story. It's not very big, uh, but there is a powered door between my red and blue team markers, a uh, pressure plate and some switches so that I can just like start the fight with a, a switch. So that works pretty good. And it's very simple. It, it kind of looks like trash. <laughs> I, I did put some buses um, at the ends of the of my uh, arena, I put buses and then I put chairs on top of the buses and then stairs leading up to the top of the buses. <laughs> and that's, uh, I really enjoy that. I like it a lot. Nice. I set up a bunch of traps, a trap of every kind along the border, uh, just for fun. And I, uh, I also went back to the red rocket and I built a radiation shower and some cat traps 
And I would like to say, yay kittens. I have about half a dozen cats now at the Red Rocket gas station. And I put a little chair in the corner where their cat bowls are. And McCready hangs out there a lot, I noticed. He sits in the in the chair and watches <laughs> the cats, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he's he's uh, protecting him with a sniper rifle. I guess he's a cat person. I don't know. <laughs> Some, somebody get me some McCready with a bunch of cats fan art. Oh, somebody no. make that happen. <laughs> I do a lot of cooking. I said this earlier, so I had very little meat to bait traps with. So I have to do a bunch of hunting. And uh, I did a bunch of hunting earlier. Softshell Mirelurk meat is what you need to uh, bait the traps for the cats. And not all Mirelurks drop softshell meat, so that was kind of kind of hard. I had to kill a lot of Mirelurks before I had enough meat to uh, to trap my cats. <laughs> and I don't. I didn't put this in my notes. I don't think. But the dog traps sometimes they capture good dogs. <laughs> Like, and you can build them a doghouse, and they live at your settlement. Oh, really? Yeah, awesome. I have I have uh, like a, a fledgling dog rescue <laughs> operation. <laughs> yeah, by chance, dog rescue. It's pretty great. Yeah, you you set the dog trap. Sometimes you open it, and it's like a snarling albino mongrel that comes out, and it tries to eat your face. <laughs> and sometimes it's like a nice dog, and. He just wants to be petted and loved, and you just Aww. need to give him his little doghouse, and it's very nice. That's adorable. Yeah. I, I really, I, that was my most pleasant surprise, I'm going to say, of this whole DLC. My most pleasant surprise was that sometimes it's a good dog in the dog trap. <laughs> I thought it would be really cool to get all of the achievements before the DLC actually launched, so I made that a personal goal. <laughs> And one of them is Trapper, and that is for building a trap of each kind. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, not too hard to achieve. All of these achievements are not very hard, actually. Instigator is for starting a spectated arena fight. That one was a little buggy. It took me two or three tries. Um, I had my settlers. I had a guy, uh, a one settler down in the pit, and uh, I think a mutant hound in the trap. And... Uh, it took a while. I had to seat my settler closer to the arena before it actually worked. <laughs> um, because when they were sitting on the buses, it wasn't counting as spectated fight. So I had to build like a little a VIP section closer <laughs> to the arena. <laughs> and the final achievement is docile, which you get for having five tame animals at a settlement. And I thought, oh, great, I'm going to do this with cats. And uh, I just had a bunch of cats at my gas station and no achievement. I was like, this is weird. So I went onto the uh, the forum uh, where you were giving your beta feedback to see if anybody had anything to say. No, you have to tame the animals with the beta wave emitter uh. for that to work. So I just went and I built a beta wave emitter and I opened all my cages. I had one switch that would open all the cages. But the uh, Yao Guai fight the Death Claw, which fight the the Mole Rat, which, you know. <laughs> so they were all killing each other before the achievement could pop. So what I finally did was I was strategically like I would run and I would pull the wire off of this cage and then run down here and pull the wire off of this cage until I timed it just right. So they didn't all kill each other before the achievement could pop. <laughs> 
it would be more successful, guys, uh, if you could be smarter than me and build and uh, trap all the same animal because they don't fight each other. Like if you have two Yagwai, they're not going to fight each other. So pick one creature and uh, and trap several of them for that achievement. There we go. Awesome. I needed to do some leveling to be able to um, build that stupid beta wave emitter because my charisma was not very high. I had to gain like seven levels, I think, to get that achievement. Oh, my. And uh, yeah, it was rough. And good for nothing, Preston Garvey did not have any quests for me. <laughs> it's like, what are you good for, Preston? Really? Yes, no quests for me, Rick. No quests. Wow. And I found out, uh, thanks to a listener, um, again, I didn't write your name down, I'm sorry, hmm. and uh, that all the quests are now coming through Freedom Radio. Preston doesn't give out the quests anymore. Huh. Yeah. That's new. And then I, I turned on Freedom Radio, and sure enough, a uh, kidnapped settler. So that was very interesting. That's a really interesting solution to like being able to turn it off. <laughs> And then, uh, I, okay, you know how I lost my clean dog bowl? It glitched through the floor. I guess. I <laughs> that happened a few episodes ago. My my clean dog bowl glitched through the floor, and it made me really sad, and I whined about it on the show. And listener um, Archin, uh, and there are some numbers, one, two, three, or something, on his Twitter handle. He told <laughs> me that there was a clean dog bowl in the, uh, book return station at the Nahant police department. I don't know how to say that. Nahant, Nahant. I'm from New Mexico. I can't say all these Yankee names. And, uh, I, I, so I went there to check it out and I found a bunch of guys with Pikmin's calling card. Hmm. Yeah, and that's that's pretty far from Pikmin's gallery. Wow, he's branching so I don't out. know if you'll just pop up sometimes, if you'll just find random caches of, of dead people with Pikmin's calling card. Nahant, says Kerfuffleson, thank you. Nahant. Um, Sounds like so you're saying no to something. But anyway, there was no dog bull in there. Aww. So I guess those are random... How how those are generated, but I know at least now to uh, look in those book return things for a clean dog bowl. And I have one final little story. I had Nick Valentine with me. He was my companion, and I was just you know trying to level, just doing some radiant quests. Um, so we're just you know bumming along, and I get one of those notifications: help the Minutemen defend this checkpoint. I'm like, okay, we'll help the Minutemen defend the checkpoint. And I had recently just given Nick a whole bunch of my stuff to hold because I, I would over encumbered and I'm running down the hill to save the Minutemen and suddenly I'm on fire <laughs> and all the Minutemen around me are on fire and everything is on fire. No two Minutemen are not on fire. <laughs> yes, it was horrible. I was like, what is going on? And there were Yao Guai, and they were, like, looking around in confusion, like, why is everything on fire? <laughs> and I kill the Yao Guai, and I look up, and Nick Valentine comes running down the hill and, like, puts a Molotov away. <laughs> <laughs> I had accidentally given him all my grenades, and everything uh. was exploding and on fire, and it was horrible. And I was like, <laughs> you son of a gun! What are you doing? So now we all know that Nick Valentine, not to be trusted with grenades. 
I never give any followers any throwables because I know it just ends in disaster. In New Vegas, Boone used to always set me on fire all the time. He would pull the grenades, I guess, out of the drawer where I would put them. <laughs> oh, somebody left a frag here. Yeah. <laughs> wonder who that could have been. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to what else you do with Forrest Gump next week. So Yeah, yeah hopefully I'll have some time to play. Yeah. But we're going to go ahead and get into our gameplay challenge of last week. And for that, as normal, we have a little slideshow for you guys. All right. Let's see if I can make it work this time. Okay. That one is Real Big Kong. All right. <laughs> awesome. Little arena. He's got some spike traps in there. And see, that's a spring trap oh, in the middle. Oh, he's He's got, a, he's got some solid trap. Yeah. That's like a gauntlet. Very cool. That's awesome. Next. Oh, this one's mine. So you can yeah, see here. Tell that, us about it. Yeah, so you can see here that I just kind of I don't quite know how the whole arena thing works. So this is my assumption on how you should have the platform set up and the power door. It's basically like a switch kind of thing um, mm -hmm. that I have set up. But anyway, um, then I have my bleachers in the background. I would have put more chairs, except I ran out of materials. But this is the start of it, and uh, yeah, so I just would show you the beginning, the fledgling arena that it is. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm this is Spectacle Island. I stopped Island. paying I attention that. to the show for a minute. <laughs> I know this is Spectacle Island. I'm um, scrolling, 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 scrolling. <laughs> I don't know who this Apparently is. Apparently that was at the but... top and I was scrolling downward. <laughs> okay, so... I don't have it. Oh, no? All right, well... I can't find it in the notes. Well, this is someone's. I don't know whose it is. Sorry, guys. But it looks like he has like a Overwatch tower looking into this massive arena here. Um, one thing that he's got... You know some cages in here. I'm really looking forward to like making dual decker arenas or something. Um, yeah, making like right. a multiplex type of battleground. So next up, a mutie fighting us. And shot. that one is Raven Blackheart. All right. And he made strong, aka Green Prince, the champion. Oh no! <laughs> I think we lost Shaleen. Man, this hasn't happened in a while. Are you there? Oh no! Oh no! You're glitching out. Um, let's see if we can get this back. I'm gonna move. No! <laughs> I'm gonna try to do this <laughs> at the same time. Rick, can you hear me? Barely. It's really, really glitchy. Okay, I'm gonna. Should I disconnect and reconnect or something? Uh, it's coming back. Oh yay! Good deal. Okay, so we'll go to the next one. Whoa! Some chops on that guy. Oh, I don't know if we lost you. Did we oh, lose you? there we go. Um, I'm here. That's John Peacock. He left the radiation barrels at Starlight and built his arena way up in the air. Um, hold on one second. We're getting some... I think the stream's frozen. No! <laughs> um, oh, no. Yeah, I don't know. It says I'm... Streaming just fine. Uh, do, 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 yep, not, not no problems. Um, yeah. So this is John Peacock. Yes, that is John Peacock. Okay, let's move on to the next. Ooh, there we go. Oh, that's kind of dark. That one is Tim Toronto. This is his first time to submit to the thing. Oh, awesome! It's a very dark photo, but hey, but awesome that is submitting for the first time. Very great. Good job. And we have, ah, come on. 
Fisto. That's Vendertron. I was gonna say he's with us in spirit, even if he's not here in the chat room today. He must be in the vault. Yeah, he built a Fisto's bar and a duel to the death arena. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Oh, come on. The slideshow stopped working. Yeah, it's a little funny, but here we go. Okay, that one is Kyleen's. Uh, I really like her arena. That's cool. And she said that her robot was just killing anything that spawned in there um, <laughs> from up on the bridge. That's awesome. That's really cool looking. It looks a little bit like a prison kind of thing. Yeah, and she did hers like two stories. Yeah, she did, kind of. And that one's a little hard to see, too. It's uh, Scotty's. He had a three-creature fight going on there. There was a Deathclaw and a glowing Mirelurk and a Yaogwai, I believe. Oh, sweet. I see that the I see the glowing thing. Whoa. What is that? That is a screenshot from Gaz's video that he ah. sent in. He built a real steel robot fights arena. I really liked his little video. It was great. This is like this is almost like BattleBots. Wasn't that the show from like the nineties or something? Or early two thousands? Thing. The head laser. Hey, we just got disconnected. Really? Yeah. From the stream? Yeah. What a day. It's been a while since oh. the show has, has done this. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Why, Internet? Why? Um, what is going on? It says we're offline, but I don't quite know if we are or not. Because we're live. I don't know. Are we what does the chat room say? Are we? Hey, chat room, can you see us? Are we still can streaming? You hear us? This is all going to have to get edited out. Oh, that means more work for me. I think you should leave it all in. <laughs> Why? Because I knew it was going to be one of those days. What did I say? What did I tell you? Fall out off the rails, bro. Fall out off the rails. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Dark Oak says his is working. Dumok says... Okay. Nope. Hey, okay. We're doing a show, Rick. We're doing a show. <laughs> let's make a podcast. All right. Let's see if we can get through the slideshow. <laughs> there should only be a couple more. Yeah. That's Captain Dumox. His first fight was he made the Rick robot and the Shaleen robot fight. And of course, the Rick robot won because you've got flamethrower arms, bro. And I have one little punchy fist. So, yeah. Um, your robot won all the fights, I think, until finally Satanbot 6000 took him down. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. That was a pretty cool little saga. Mm -hmm. All right. I keep that a lot. Uh, next. That is Strange Dude. He built the, his arena around this cool tree. Nice. And then, is this yours? That's mine. Yeah, that's my, my seating on the buses there and my ugly power grid. <laughs> that's not bad. No, no power grid in this game looks pleasant. Mm -hmm. My my settlements, they all look like trash. And then I see what everybody else is doing, and I think, man, I should just not build things anymore. I'm horrible at building the things. <laughs> no, um, you have to spend a lot of time in this game to build the things to make them look pretty. So, yeah, that was a weird little glitch thing we had going on. That was because like everything seems to be fine now. Yeah, so, so that hopefully. was strange. You want to tell us about next week's challenge? 
Yes, we do. And actually, this one's, this one's really cool. Uh, Shaleen, you came up with this, I believe. Um, next week's challenge is called Loaded for Bear. B-E-A-R. Uh, I guess it's always that. Anyway, uh, a bear knuckle brawl a Yao Guai while drunk. So, yeah, there's that. Post your screenshots or videos if you have them. We'll snag a screenshot from it. But, yeah, Loaded for Bear. Bear knuckle brawl a Yao Guai while drunk. No matter the outcome. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for that. I think it'll be pretty silly. So, yeah, um, that'll be pretty cool. And so let's go ahead into our lore while I see if I can get some things squared away on the back end here. What's the lore for tonight, Jalene? I thought we could talk, since we were doing Thunderdomes for a challenge and stuff, I thought we could talk about Mad Max references in the Fallout series. And, of course, the Mad Max films have been Ah, you are breaking up like crazy. Did you lose me? Yeah, we're about to. Oh, boy. We haven't had Skype issues in a while. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and uh, try to reconnect real quick. Okay. So we're gonna try to get Shalene back online here while we take a quick second because let's just admit right now we cannot have the show at all without Shalene because she's just such an integral part of this show. Hello. Ooh. It doesn't look hello, good, hello. guys. Doesn't look okay. Um, can we take like two seconds and I'll tether to my my phone here sure thing with my internet maybe sure thing i'll do the weapon of the week then okay all right guys so we're i'm gonna go ahead and go on to the weapon of the week i don't know if i am and please let me in the chat room know if i am glitching out as well though i do not think that is the problem so our weapon of the week this week and i'm sure it ties in with our lore a little bit is the uh, scoped 44 Magnum. The scoped 44 Magnum is identical in design to the gun used by Lord Humongous in the Road Warriors. <laughs> there is your, <laughs> there's your connection that I'm sure we're going to get back into. This weapon appears in Fallout 3 and Fallout Shelter. The high-powered pistol is effective at long range, but slower than slower firing than other revolvers. There is no recoil when using the scope, which is funny. Um, and it, the fire rate is higher than the sniper rifle, and the gun holds one more round. Unique variants of the Scope 44 include the Black Hawk Callahan's Magnum. The Black Hawk can be obtained as a reward for completing Agatha's song. Callahan's Magnum, a Dirty Harry reference, is available if you destroy the Citadel during Broken Steel. So yeah, that is our lore for the week. Now, Shaleen, let's see how that ties into our main section of the lore. Okay. The Mad Max films have been one of the biggest influences on the Fallout series. Since the beginning, really. From dog meat to leather armor to Easter eggs, Fallout owes so much to these films. Uh, so I'm just going to take you through a few of the references. Leather armor is probably the most obvious homage. The leather armor in each game is inspired by the design of Max's, uh, of Max's outfit. And, uh, namely in The Road Warrior. In Fallout, Dogmeat originally belonged to a guy that sounds very much like Max uh, when he is described. And Dogmeat will only follow you if you have equipped a leather jacket. And the jacket, of course, looks like Max's jacket. <laughs> so I guess he thinks you are his, his owner. Perhaps. And in Fallout 2, if you attack Dogmeat, for some reason, I don't know why you would do that. But if you do, a man named Mel shows up and he's like, <laughs> Oi! You messing with my dog? <laughs> and then he just proceeds to kick your butt. And this is a reference, of course, to Mel Gibson, who was the actor 
for the Mad Max original trilogy. Hmm. The Fallout 2 town of Broken Hills references Broken Hill, the town where Road Warrior was filmed. Fallout 3's iconic image of the lone wanderer with dog meat is an obvious homage to Max with his dog, as seen in the Road Warrior. And this is in turn an homage to Harlan Ellison's A Boy and His Dog. In Little Lamplight, there's a character that says Humongous instead of Humongous. And this is a reference to Lord Humongous, who was the antagonist of the Road Warrior. And the super mutant bark, no more games. That's a Lord Humongous quote. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Did not realize. When you meet Harkness in Fallout 3, something that he might say is, oh yeah, and I'm a fairy princess. Yeah, I've heard him say that. This is something that Max says to Master Blaster in Beyond Thunderdome. Fallout 3's dog meat is a blue healer, like Max's dog in Road Warrior. And in Fallout 3, there is a random encounter with a character named Mel, who wears leather armor and wields an unloaded shotgun. This references the Road Warrior, when Max threatens another character with an unloaded shotgun. Hmm. I don't think the arena in the pit. Go ahead, Rick. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. Um, that happened to... I, I think that happened in front of uh, the Mechanist's building to me. I don't know. It's a cool, cool reference, though. <laughs> the arena in the pit is similar to the Thunderdome, and pit slaves wear similar outfits to characters from that movie. The pit fighter perk image depicts Vault Boy wearing Blaster's armor, and the Raider Blastmaster helmet looks just like Blaster's helmet. <laughs> Mayor McCready's outfit in uh, Fallout 3 is identical to Jedediah the pilot's son's outfit in Beyond Thunderdome. In Fallout New Vegas, the achievements Blast Mastery and You Run Barter Town are Beyond Thunderdome references. And in Fallout 4, several of the names that Codsworth says, including Rokotansky, Toe Cutter, Furiosa, Dag, and Immortan, are references to the Road Warrior and the most recent Mad Max film, Fury Road. That's... And Go ahead. I would like to say that I feel like the tone and the aesthetic of the Fallout series has been very heavily influenced by Mad Max. Um, you can tell just when you watch these movies. And I know that they've said um, that the development team, this is one of the things uh, that they immerse themselves in when they are making Fallout. So... I've never seen any of those movies, and it sounds like I'm going to have to check them out because they're you so... You totally should. Yeah, because they're so integrated in with the game that I love, so I really, really should check those out. Um, should I start at the beginning and go forward? Oh, it's up to you. Um, the new one's real good, and it's it's new, you know. I, uh, I watched the original Mad Max earlier today um, because I had a bad week and I wanted to watch a movie. And it holds up really well. Oh, okay. It holds up really well. I I don't remember the Road Warrior that well, um, and Thunderdome Beyond Thunderdome is uh, not real uh, critically. It's not very critically popular. Was it number three? But, yeah, <laughs> it's the one with Tina Turner, and uh, but I have some really great memories of that movie. That was one movie that, as a kid, I watched it over and over and over. And I, I still quote it sometimes. And 
I, I should watch it now and Ooh. see if it holds up. I don't know. Choke me up on Tina Turner. <laughs> Everything she's in is a, a box office winner. Tina Turner's awesome. <laughs> I love Tina Turner. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Well, uh, that ends it for our lore. Like we went over that, uh, the 44 is ties directly within ties directly in with Mad Max. Uh, so it's really cool to see them put that much effort into all those references. That that's some of those are pretty deep. It's pretty awesome. But now we're going to move on to emails, questions, and comments from you, the listeners. So I'm going to take the first one. At BJ Cork tweeted in at us at Fallout OTR. What robot from any Fallout game would you like to be able to customize? Mine would be the toaster or muggy. And as they were totally great, great options, I would love to have Eddie back. Mm-hmm. I would love to have Eddie. What about you? For sure. If I could customize any robot, I think I might custom. I thought about this, and I thought it might be Victor oh, from New Vegas. Oh, wow, yeah. I thought it might be fun to just, you know, trick him out. I guess it would be. That would be pretty cool. I don't know. I would like to put a Gauss rifle on, like, Eddie. So every time he fires, he, like, flies back five feet. That would be crazy. Instead of his little laser zapper, he would have like a big old gas yeah. rifle. Yeah. I mean, he's like, <laughs> it just flies back five feet when he fires. Oh my gosh, Rick, that's incredible. It's so much fun. <laughs> It'd be like, never mind. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So, why don't you take the next email? Drake writes, oh, Dear Fallout Drake. Shoot. Yeah. Man, we're moving up in the world. Exactly. Is Drake a celebrity? <laughs> <laughs> is that is is that a reference I should have gotten? He's, he's like a really popular artist, sure. Okay, what kind of artist? Like music artist yeah. or like art art? Music, pop music that I never okay. listened to. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, he listens to our show, so he says, I love the theme song, all the bumpers, and especially the ending theme song that you guys have on the podcast. Like war, never change. <laughs> I recently learned a little bit of trivia that you guys might be interested in regarding a quest name in Fallout 4, Confidence Man. In the old days, unsavory people who scammed others out of their money, time, or other resources were called confidence men because their scams played on others' faith or confidence that the charismatic crook was really telling the truth. We eventually shortened the term and got what we use nowadays, con man. It sort of reflects the beginning of the confidence man quest where the ploys to improve Travis's well-being are pretty fake to the end of it where he becomes a confident man. Hmm. Keep on making the awesome podcasts, Drake. Uh, Anytime anyone ever thought that they could like, yeah, I could write for Fallout. I could make quests and stuff. Just that little snippet alone, like that probably nobody caught. (laughs) It's just like... Totally destroys any notion. Like, yeah, I couldn't keep up with what they do. <laughs> mm-hmm. They they'd cut pretty deep on their references. So, yeah. uh, any any other quests that you've ever noticed like that? Like, just really deep cut. Mm, I don't think I could come up with any on on such short notice. But I'm, there are a lot. I know there was. Uh, ah, what's the uh, the replicated man? Yes. of course, is yeah. like reference to replicants. It's um, true. Blade Runner. It's true. Which is um, on Netflix now, and I got to go rewatch that. Yeah, it's it's. I've never been a huge Blade Runner fan. I liked the book better. Ah, uh, as you, I'm sure that a lot of people did. 
But yeah, so that's kind of our show. Closing remarks. We've got. We want to say that it's been a while since we got some emails, and we really want to hear from you guys. So email us at falloutotrgmail.com. Keep those things coming. Any questions, comments? I know we had a few. I know we had a few suggestions um, in the chat room about some guests that people want on. So hearing more of that stuff will like let us know who we can talk to, and it would you know we'd be able to say that you know you guys want to hear them on the show. Um, uh, apparently, unbeknownst to me, KDR is launching in May. Uh, apparently now. I thought it was launching yeah, at the end. Yeah, that's what they said last night on ESOTR. Yeah, so. I, I had no idea. I thought it was still up for April. So apparently we can look for KDR, uh, KD Radio in May, I guess. So just keep uh, tuned for that, and I'll let you know when that drops. Um, we also, Shalene, tell, tell everyone about the new group we have started. We started a brand new Facebook group. So if you are a listener who does not use Twitter, but you do use Facebook, and even if you do use Twitter and you also use Facebook, go ahead and join our Facebook group. It's called Fallout Off the Record. So just uh, send a, a join request and I will add you. There are already a lot of great conversations going on in that group. So feel free to just come in there and just you know post your screenshots, your stories, you know, it's, there's more space to post than there is in a 140-character Twitter post. So it's very cool, and I've enjoyed it so far. We've had it live for a few days, and uh, I think we have about 30 or 40 people in there, and it's really cool. So awesome. please join. Yeah, and you can tweet at us at FalloutOTR on Twitter. You can tweet at me, at Rick McVick, on Twitter, and you can tweet at Shaleen, at Shaleen L. You can also email us, like I said before, uh, FalloutOTR at gmail.com. Let us hear your comments and questions uh this like this video and subscribe to our subscribe to our youtube channel man i'm having trouble talking tonight um and check out other uh, great qg shows that we have on there you can also find our show on itunes or stitcher radio and i think we're on a few other aggregates now um if you don't use itunes or stitcher you can leave us a review on itunes or stitcher as well we have a few five star shout outs tonight hollow prodigy night biscuit from the uk and imfed 421 thank you guys for your five star reviews we love them very very much Keep them coming, guys. We record live on Fridays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard on YouTube.com slash Network slash live. And I'll say that again. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard. We record live here on YouTube. So that's the time and place where we do this. I get asked that a lot. So uh, Also, check out our other great QGN shows on, on YouTube that stream live there. Elder Scrolls Off the Record, Classic Elder Scrolls, Dragon Age Off the Record, Warcraft Off the Record, and Dancing with Daggers, which comes on later this evening. But I still think that's on Twitch.com slash quest gaming network thanks for listening guys and shaleen what is our last word for the evening who runs barter town that's oh <laughs> i was expecting in the show rick in the show now <laughs> <laughs>